2: Welcome, survivors, to Survival Jobs, the podcast. We are your hostess with the (laughs) mostesses. I'm Jason A. Coombs, and this is my amazing co-host right over here, Sammy Toots. And we are here on Broadway World and on Podbean and on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and Art Hard Radio and everywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Wow, Vincent, cool that, that was a really good intro. Thank you for the detailed description. I to,
2: yes, I want to spice it up a little bit.
1: Wow, I loved it. <laughs> you can look at both of us in our in our gloomy grays. I feel like we're I both know. a little gloomy cool today.
2: It is a little gloomy today. It's a little cold today, so I had to wrap up in my little shawl. For those who have the video, that's exclusively on Broadway Worlds.
1: Thank <laughs> you. I'm, Jason, Mm -hmm. you're killing it with the details today. I love it.
2: Kind of give the deets, right?
1: So Jason, tell me your temperature check. I know you're doing something really cool this week. Also, if you want to share.
2: Yeah, my temperature check. My temperature check is kind of like how I feel today. It's like a little It's like, It's like cozy. You know, it's like those days. I'm going to compare it to weather, right? When you're like at home and it's like a little bit gloomy outside and it's like a little bit chilly. But you just want to like wrap up in a blanket or prayer shawl or like whatever you want to use <laughs> and uh, you're feeling cozy and, and cute um, a little lethargic probably but you know you're you're living it you're living you're living whatever it is that you're living and you're in the moment and you're taking it beat by beat that's how i'm feeling just taking it beat by beat
1: i love that beat by beat that's a good
2: yeah.
1: motto
2: <laughs> i guess what are you, yeah
1: what are you doing this week jay
2: so I am at an artist residency um, in Greenwich, Connecticut, called Foundation House, and I applied back in the early days of the pandemic when this podcast first started. But then I got COVID and I couldn't go. But fast forward oh my two years God. later, you remember that?
1: Yes, I didn't. I didn't put it together that that was the same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm finally that. here after two years, um, and there's seven of us artists. Um, there's three writers. There is two visual artists, there's one musician, and then there's another filmmaker here as well. And we're all here for 10 days, um, getting to work on projects that we proposed independently. But it's been really cool because, um, you know, we're all been kind of like, talking and connecting, and we have dinner together every night, and we've been doing like movie nights, and, you know, um, some of us have been, some of them, I haven't been doing it, the yoga, like every afternoon, because I've just been so busy, but it's been a really cool experience, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity, you know, um, I think we talked about this, and I'll say it again, that we, we talked about wanting to live the artist life, you know, once the pandemic happened, and not going back to like the way things were before, so this is just another step in that, and I'm grateful for it.
1: That sounds amazing. I'm so happy for you and so proud of you and they're doing construction in my building. So please forgive, like whatever drilling you're hearing right now.
2: (laughs) I think Um, you would get a lot of, a lot, a lot out of it, Samantha, if you want to apply.
1: Oh, maybe I will.
2: Yeah, I mean you get 10 days and like you know they they feed you, they give you um a modest stipend while you're here and you get to meet really cool people. Like one of the girls, one of the women here, excuse me, is uh, you know, she's a writer, she's a comedy writer, she's done stuff for UCB and whatnot. So we've been connecting and it's just a really cool, like a good way to network organically,
1: you know? That sounds amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll have to uh, send me over the application.
2: I will, I will. And what's your temperature check?
1: I'm feeling a little overwhelmed this week. Mm -hmm. You know, we were chatting a bit before. We hit the record button, but I just (laughs) feel like every week is, like, crazy between Mm -hmm. all of the things. You know, I know it's silly to be, like, social life is overwhelming, but it is sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my big, uh, like, goal this year is to say no to things. Like, it's okay that I am not attending every birthday and every social gathering, but that's hard for me because I am a bit of a social butterfly. Um, I do do take after my mother who listens to everything. Mm. Shout out to Dawn and also big shout out and congratulations to my mom who just retired after so many years of being a florist. So Mm. that's fun. Congrats Uh, Dawn. Congrats Donnie. That's just a little sidebar. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed. My survival job is overwhelming me. Uh, yeah. And I'm overwhelmed about my move. My temperature check is overwhelmed.
2: Can can I share something with you? Of course. I was telling you, I was trying to get this quote and I I finally got it. So one of the fellow artists here, her name is Tranview. She's uh, amazing. She's a visual artist and an organizer and, 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 and all the good things. She was, we were having a discussion the other night about being kind of, you know, first generation, um, immigrants to this country like her parents were immigrants and whatnot and just like the pressure of that is of being an artist and she shared with me about how sometimes it's okay to be selfish right but don't call it selfish call it self-full and then she shared a quote by Angela Davis because also Black History Month happy Black History Month and the quote was self-preservation is an act of resistance so like I think it kind of ties into how you're feeling right like it's okay to say no. It's okay to like not do it all, and it's okay to be self-full for yourself for your own preservation, Samantha. So take that in, and hopefully that resonates something in you.
1: Thank you. I love you so much. I love also, you so much. happy belated birthday.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Did I know, you have so... a good birthday? I did. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was, it was a weird birthday because it the, my birthday was a day when that video of uh, Tyree Nichols came out, which you know, um, which was heavy, You know, this, it was very heavy. And I kept seeing this meme about um, black men deserve to grow old. And I was like thinking on my birthday about that a lot because I'm someone who like has this, I don't say like a rational fear of getting old, but I just don't feel as accomplished as I should be at this age. So I kind of have this like mentality thing about getting older, which I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to work through. But, you know, just putting things in perspective, seeing that quote and what was going on in the news with the murder of another Black man. um, It just really resonated with me today uh, on on that day. And and I've been really um, just really trying to be grateful for every day and for every birthday and every hard thing, every, um, you know, every challenge, because it's just a tough time in general. And, Yeah, I wasn't thinking it was gonna affect me so much, but um I don't know. I'm just grateful to be alive because so many people who look like me don't get that chance. So
1: I love you, Jason. Yeah. And you know what? It's really hard to, you know be an artist and grow older and, and put that pressure on yourself. And you just said, you know, you put this a, a lot of pressure on yourself that you haven't accomplished as much as you uh, think you should have, but mm. you are so successful and you work so hard. And I always want Thank to remind you. you of that and how grateful I am for you Thank all you all of the time and all of your work and all of the things you do.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Thank you for being so open with your feelings also. Yeah. I think it's important. I I feel like we have a, we have a great following of listeners and something I love about you and us is that we are just always a hundred percent real. I think you
2: have to be sometimes, you know, I mean, life is hard and we can't ignore it, you know, but um, I was just saying this year, I want to be a little, a little more stress-free and I want to like enjoy life because it's so short it's so precious and that's just something i'm trying to take with me and how can i find joy a little bit of joy every day no matter what the circumstances may be so
1: so everybody listen to that (sighs) and let's find joy every day no matter the circumstances i love you jason
2: i love you too Should we talk about our boy?
1: Let's make a transition.
2: Yes. Um,
1: Yeah. So we're so excited, you guys, for this episode because it's coming out right in time for the one-year anniversary of MJ the Musical. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we got to chat with the amazing Apollo Levine, who plays Joe Jackson Mm -hmm. uh, in MJ the Musical. And he was great, and he told us a lot of great stories, and... Jason, I think you had said something in the interview, like, wow, I love how bold you are. Like, he just was, like, speaking the truth and, like, mm-hmm. telling us, you know, everything, all of his feelings and keeping <laughs> it real So this yes. was a really fun one. And we're just so excited that it's coming out, you know, right in time for the one-year anniversary.
2: Yeah. It's fun
1: when those, fun when those things happen.
2: When those things line up, right? Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah he's fantastic I think like we have a new best friend well at least I want to be his best friend <laughs> which happens a lot on this podcast I was like everyone's so inspiring and, and so uh it's their energy is so great it's like you want to be around that but uh, do you want to share his bio
1: yeah I would love to thank cool. you hmm Apollo Levine hails from Louisiana. Some of his theater credits include Sister Act, Dreamgirls, Ragtime, and originating the role of Chinese superhero in The Monkey King in Beijing, China. Some of his television credits include Let's Stay Together, Criminal Minds, and The Catch. Apollo is so excited to be making his Broadway debut with MJ mm-hmm. the musical.
2: Yes. And so and I, I love the story about how he ended up on Broadway because it was a very unexpected for him. All right. It's a great one, y'all.
1: It's a great one. It is. Um, Enjoy and, and go see MJ and, and support live theater people.
2: Yes. And happy Black History Month.
1: Happy Black History Month. I love you, Jason Coombs.
2: Love you too. Thank you.
1: Enjoy the episode, y'all.
2: Awesome. Welcome to Survival Jobs the Podcast, Apollo. We're so happy to have you today. Thank you for having the time for us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I was just saying before we start, I love, I love your Marvin behind you, the inspiration. He's in the room with us. <laughs> yeah, Marvin is always with me. <laughs> I love that so much. Samantha, you're back. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry. Um, we're so happy to have you, Apollo, especially coming up with the one-year anniversary of MJ the Musical.
0: It's been crazy, 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 crazy. I can't believe that we've actually been on the stage for a year, going into our second year.
1: Wow, I know, and we're so honored to have you as that anniversary is coming up. And (laughs) we'll talk more about that a little bit later. But while we're all, why we are all here to talk about survival jobs. So can you (laughs) tell us what you think defines, you know, a survival job?
0: Anything that allows you to pay the bills, (laughs) Um, you know, we do a lot of auditioning and a lot of gigging. And, you know, in between you do just about anything, dog walking, babysitting, uh, bartending. I know that's like babysitting to bartending. After you watch the kids, then you need a drink. Yeah, exactly. Take the dog out, watch the kids, get a drink the kids to get a dream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that can um, that you can pay the bills and actually uh, kind of put you know monetarily back into your craft. So, mm. yeah, that's a great
2: answer. There's no right or wrong. We just always like, yeah. have to get different perspectives. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, um, I
1: feel like <laughs> answers that question and has so differently and has their own thoughts about you know we've all done a survival job so i feel like it you means do. something different to so many people so thank you
2: yeah do you have a favorite that you've had in your past
1: uh,
2: <laughs> i used to work at...
0: <laughs> i used to I work like it's
1: not a, is can... that a is favorite survival job real
0: <laughs> there was one i used to work at a candy shop and when i lived in atlanta um, what yeah. And we were it got to the point where we were about to try to shoot a reality show around the candy shop because it was a singing candy shop. It, we did. We made Fudge Live. Uh, oh there. It's in Atlantic Station. If they ever, if you go to Atlantic Station, there's a place called Killwinds down there. And um, the manager or the guy that owned it um, made this whole thing where. Like every hour on the hour, like especially on like a Saturday, Sunday, we made like a candy choir. And so we would sing, we would make all the songs around like the fudge and um and the candy in the shop. But it would be like to my girl, like we would change like wow. older songs or whatever and make them about the fudge. <laughs> so we would do like a 15 minute set. People would come in and then we would just like after they get done, we would like try to sell as much. Fudge candy as we could. That ha- that has to be probably one of the, the best, most fun survival jobs I've had.
1: It's like the Ellen Stardust diner of candy stores. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. sounds like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> remember, it. Remember.
2: Do you remember any of the songs? I'm yes. on the spot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um,
0: no, I don't actually. That yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, do, I do remember, like, I, I remember changing my girl each day through my window. I remember changing that. I just don't remember how we changed it to fudge, but it was it was fudge branded. Like,
2: it was, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it was a bop. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And it was like it was it was funny because there were like 15 of us in the shop. And all of a sudden people would be like, well, where are they going? We would go around the fudge station and like give this whole 15 minutes performance. Oh, my gosh. And it's still open. I want to go. Yeah. Now, they don't do the singing like that anymore. But the shop is there. Every time I go to the shop, it gets bigger and bigger. I'm like, what other kind of candy can you put into this?
2: That's so fun! Oh, thank you for sharing that. We've never had a candy singer worker as a survival job before.
1: Yeah, that's a first. I never
2: thought that, that would be a thing either. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, how fun! Isn't it nice when you can incorpor- incorporate your you know passions as well into your survival job?
0: Yeah, I it was, and it was it came out a good time because I was I moved to Atlanta to be a songwriter, so to sing in a candy choir. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
1: so do you have a survival job that was like not as fun maybe like a shocking worst survival job story
0: oh i did (laughs) this is actually when i moved back to new york this time um i ended up working for like a verizon uh like Verizon Internet kind of company, and but we have to go door to door. Yeah, I lasted like through about five doors, and I did not go back to that. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm good. I I'll uh, keep up my Spectrum at the house, and and I'll go
2: about my business. So you were selling like Internet, like, selling? like, like Verizon
0: version. Switch from one service to the next, but it wasn't yeah, like that's over tough. the phone. It was literally like me out in Queens. In neighborhoods that I don't know, like, I was like, I'm, I'm all right on this. I'm good. So it lasted probably for the seven hours of training. And then they didn't see me again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love the specificity of five doors.
0: Yeah. Five doors. I I lasted through about five. And it started raining that day. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm
2: good. Not out here in my my dress shoes. Nope.
1: Nope. Hard
2: No. I would have just yeah. went to like a coffee shop and sat there for, and they throw the pamphlets away. Like, oh yeah, I went. I, I went to like I actually did 40 go to a hours. coffee shop, and I just <laughs> waited for the rain to,
0: so I could get back on the train and come home. It's uh, yeah. back, back up to Harlem. I was like, yeah,
2: I'm good on this. I'm good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I always feel like our some of our listeners who aren't in the Broadway world may not know what it's like to audition for a Broadway show. So, would you mind sharing your experience from like? When you got the auditions, so were there callbacks? Or, would you mind just sharing a little bit about that? So here's so, the deal. Um, okay. I
0: used to live in New York. Uh, I, I moved here in 2014. And by 2016, I had had a, like, all in, like, I could care less about New York anymore. I'm done. Screw New York. I stood in the middle of Times <laughs> Square. And I always say that it was one of the craziest <laughs> moments because I was like, you, New York. But I was like, people thought I was probably crazy, but then I remembered the city that I lived in, and like people were probably like, oh it's like a normal normal Tuesday.
1: <laughs> it's That's just a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> but That's I, yeah, you know. Um, but I remember like that was on a Thursday. I had just auditioned for a show, and I will not name that show. And it was my eighth time auditioning, and I thought this is gonna be my Broadway show, like that to make my Broadway debut in because it's so up my alley. Eight times I had got called into that show. Um, and it didn't happen. And I was like, I'm nice. done I'm moving out to LA. I called my best friend. Um, I was like, today is Thursday. My, um, my boxes will be on your step on Wednesday and I will see you next Thursday. And that's what happened. Wow. Um, and I get out to LA speaking of survival jobs. I ended up becoming a personal trainer and bartending at the same time. <sighs> Something about bartending. <laughs> <laughs> that money, well, man. Yeah. Um, and so I did that. I actually stopped like, kind of acting and singing for about two years. I just felt like the universe was telling me, chill out, you've been doing it a while, you're frustrated and everything else, so just chill out. And one morning I woke up and I was like, hey, I think this is it. And within a week, I had booked Dream Girls out in LA. Um, And from there, I ended up picking up a manager and I told her, I was like, hey, I know you saw me in the show. I do not want to do another theater show. I've done New York. I just I've always wanted to play Curtis and Dream Girl. So here it is. That that was the only reason I took this job. Yes. I just want to focus on TV and film. The first thing she sends me in for is this show that's called like Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. And it's some Michael i J- I'm like, this is stupid. Like this is not a real thing. <laughs> Even if they're coming out here to audition, they have a I have a million friends in New York that please. So I go in and I audition um for for uh, the casting director and she says hey can you go back outside um i want you to wait and i go back outside i'm like what does she want she hands me all these sides she was like can you do can you come back tomorrow the whole creative team will be here and learn all the rest of these sides i'm like woman well, i have a show tonight i remember attitude oh this attitude because i was like "I <laughs> right.
1: attitude.
0: Have a show tonight she was like well i was like i'll come back tomorrow." role <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so bad I, the next day I go in I sing the stuff that they want me to sing and do the sides and all the stuff that they asked me to do they were like they just they just um wanted to see what I had did the, the day before so all the rest of the stuff by the time I got done they were like oh that doesn't matter but then they sent me back out and they were like we're gonna send you with the um the the dance captain to learn the I was like Y'all didn't tell me how to dance. I am in a flannel oh my gosh. with club jeans on. You know club jeans. They're too tight. Really? Too tight, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I had, like, Chelsea <laughs> boots on. I'm like, with no other change of clothes. No. So I am in there going for broke, sweating buckets. <laughs> um, and then they say, okay, cool. Two days before I'm supposed to go home to see my, my parents for Christmas, I get this call to say, hey, everything that you didn't do, um, in the audition room, can you put that on tape? Wow. And I'm like, okay.
1: Another eye roll.
0: <laughs> I, another, I go over my friend's house that lives closest to LAX because I'm supposed to get on like a 5.45 flight in the morning. We stay up to like two o'clock. We put everything on tape. Um, I send it, I'm. I edit it down when I'm on my way to the airport. And I remember sending this message saying, Here's the here's what they asked for. I hope they enjoy it because this is the worst effing audition I've ever done. Oh my gosh, you're so bold.
1: <laughs> that is what you typed in the email?
0: I, to my manager, yes.
1: <laughs> and then,
0: oh my then that, so that was like a day before Christmas. I come back to LA um, in the new year and like a, like four or five days after the new year, I get this phone call from my manager saying, hey, they're flying you out for the workshops. I'm like, what? (laughs) What (laughs) in the world?
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So it was almost like, even though I was was meant to be though. Right. Though I was done with the whole Broadway thing, it was not done with me.
1: Broadway was not done with you. I feel like we hear these stories all of the time of like, that was my worst audition ever. I was never going to book it. And then it's like, you booked it and you're fierce and you're doing the thing.
0: And here we are. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here we are. So, so that was a crazy audition process. So can you tell us a little bit about what the experience has been like now coming upon a year of this musical running? And it's such a popular show to be in. So what's that whole experience sort of felt like this year from being like done with Broadway to being in a hit?
2: <laughs> yeah, 400 shows, yeah. you were telling me.
0: 400 shows later. 400 shows. So uh, yeah, we were talking earlier about um the other day was our 400th show um i've never been a part of anything like not a a like a a show or a gig that you do 400 shows um but it comes so like you look up in this kind of environment because everything happens so quick um so a year doesn't even feel like a year but i will say it has been such a blessing one job security thank you lord um yes. <laughs> but two I have never worked and I've been around a lot of casts, and, you know, casts are great. Like I, I don't think I've ever had a cast where it's like we're all falling out and whatever. Um, I've, I've had pretty um, good success as far as being around cast that you really, really enjoy or whatever. But this by far, this, like the MJ fam is my family. It is when I say we, we ride together, um, getting to walk into that building every day. Um, And this is cast, crew, wardrobe, sound like we it is a family up in there. Um, And to be able to do this eight shows a week, you kind of need it (laughs) Um, because sometimes you get burnt out. And the moment that you get burnt out, somebody else is like, hey, and you're like, okay if they're if they're excited, I could do this again, too, today. Um, The audiences have been amazing to to meet people and know, like, I i mean, you walk outside to sign a playbill and they're like, yo, I came from Brazil. I came from Hungary. I'm here from Canada. I just came in for this show. Um, people that have been back to the show 30, 40, 50 times. And I'm like, OK, like, but it, <laughs> it is a joy to get to know some of the people like we call, you know, the super fans of the show. But it, like it is this year has been unmatched being in this show yeah and i I am such i'm i'm so grateful that you know from the eye rolls to the casting to now (laughs) that i've had the journey um that i've i've gotten to experience this
2: past year and some change amazing congratulations congratulations thank you sure wow i love that story so much (laughs) um and i guess so you're playing i just want to make sure i got it rob and you're playing joe jackson in the show right so, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead.
0: I was about to say, this has been the cool part,
2: that when I originated,
0: mm. when I came into this uh, show, um, I was originating the Quincy Jones, Tito, uh, Jackson role. Oh. And then after a year, there was some, you know, movement to in the cast. So I got to, uh, we'll say, do a little upgrade and <laughs> move into the Joe Jackson, uh, Rob role. So it's it's been great to play two different roles, in what is now about
2: to be two years so for sure so what's it been like to play a character who's we all know he's a little controversial mr joe jackson (laughs) (laughs) and like to play a real life person and has that been like a different approach as an actor from from creating like an original like original character who's not like a real person
0: um it is the one thing about like you know like bio musicals or all of that is like you really kind of want to nail the people like you know miles and Tavon, they're they're playing michael every night um or you know whomever's on stage they're playing michael and so you you want people to come and know that there's you know Michael is on stage, even though we know Michael is no longer with us. Um, but same, uh, the same as far as the rest of the characters, the Barry Gordys, the um, the Joe Jacksons, any of the brothers, you want to do them justice. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't want to just get up there and, you know, not do the job. What um, yeah. I will say, the one thing about our creative team, which I loved about this, is that they allowed us and and really really wanted us to find the essence of these people and then bring ourselves to the stage so it's not an impersonation um but you're giving acknowledgment of like who this person is now give your take on that right. um which allows people to be they they know that we're none of these people but it allows them to enjoy the story even more because they're like oh well yeah that yeah that pretty much tracks um even though I'm I'm not him Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other thing is, it's kind of cool because playing particularly in this role, um, I switch back and forth, like in a matter of a second, sometimes like from from Joe back to the choreographer, Rob. Um, So it's, it's really, really cool. You know, the acting side of it. To you know, have these moments to go back and forth, jump back and forth from character to character, um, and it's wild how the creative team has has put it together. A switch of a, a switch of a light cue, a switch of a jacket, like on
2: stage, everything is happening right there in front of your face. So it's it's been so cool. That's been that sounds so fun. What yeah. do you think? Like what? Like if people haven't seen the show or like are on the fence, like why do you think they should come on and see it? I know, sorry, silly question because it's. I'm gonna say it, is, it, is, it <laughs> would probably be the best
0: musical theater experience. Ooh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ooh, you are so bold! I, I love know, you. No, I know I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, gotta
1: get those people I, I, in the seats. You know. I don't like ah.
0: Um, no, I have actually been able to sit out, um, and watch the show. I've done it twice. I can't believe that what we're doing on that stage, eight shows a week, and this has nothing to do with like just what I do. Are the dancers, the singers, the band, the lighting, the sound. You feel like you are in a stadium with our sound system. Like it is crazy, it's bananas. Um I just think it it's like they they got all these superheroes and put them together on in one building to make this magical thing, um, and, and I'm so proud of it. And so because I'm that proud of it, I'm like, no, one, uh, get your ticket, come, please. Like, you won't be disappointed. I love that, you Jason,
1: we gotta get our ticket, Jason. I
0: know.
1: <laughs> no, not to say, we, we still have not seen it.
0: <laughs> well, come you on. sold me. Come on, come on, come on over. <laughs> the Neil Simon is waiting.
1: Waiting uh, for survival jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're in this. Uh- Thank you for sharing everything about MJ. So everyone, sure. listening, run and go see this. We're at the year anniversary. Get your tickets. Go see Apollo. Kill it. Um, <laughs> Jason and I will do the same. Um, so just to jump a little bit more about you as an artist, do you have a dream. Uh, you're doing an amazing production right now. But aside from this, do you have a dream role, show, or collaboration that, you, that would be like the end all be all?
0: So I will say that there's two dream roles one I've already gotten to play but I it's it's you know I I did it kind of under um low key um and that was Curtis and Dreamgirls. Um yes. it was at a you know a smaller theater um even though that it was a, an amazing production smaller theater it was just because I wanted to play it. So I would love to play that on a bigger scale. Also Cole House from Ragtime.
2: Oh my favorite show. Yes. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> it was my first equity show in um in North Carolina um when I became like started in this whole Broadway world. Um and Norm Lewis was my co-house and I think that set a very very big bar for me about what what leading men were. Um how you approach not just the stage but even off stage and how you handle uh the cast and how you show up like i don't know so that role means it would mean uh, so much to me um but because of this guy behind me marvin Gaye, that is yes. that is something that i would love to take on um the marvin gay story uh
2: so we'll see we'll see like, would you want to do, like, a film version? Because I don't think... is there, Has there been a film version? And his life story is insane and and great, and, and he's a giant. He yeah,
0: really is, and I don't think that there's been a um, either-or. I know he's been a part of musical, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, Motown stuff, all that kind of... Like, yeah. he's been a part of things, but I don't think there's actually been his story, and I would love to take that role on... Um, cause I think Marvin Gaye is just a phenomenal artist and yeah, so much to him.
2: I love that. We're going to manifest that for you. Yes. Come We're on. Put it out. Anyway, there. We
1: manifest out a lot, there. lot on this show. We <laughs> see things when they happen. It's crazy. So okay. you here first guys, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. And before we, I guess we're coming close to the close. I feel like is such a quick one today. Wow. I can't believe that. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I want to sit with you for like like an an hour. Well, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, do you have something that's feeding your soul artistically? Like maybe a movie you've watched recently or TV show or podcast, or book you've read recently? You know what? Um,
0: I have been reading... um, Billy Porter's um book so that's reading wise that's what I've been into but honestly every day I walk into the theater or at some point in time before I leave the house I have put on Lizzo's concert on HBO Max and I love uh, Lizzo that like I don't know she as an artist she does it for me like yep I don't I, there's just this it thing about her that I honestly love. And I can listen to the album, but now that they put the concert out there, I'm like that thing stays on play. Like even if I'm not paying attention, like it's it's on. Um when I like she plays in my dressing room, like that's <laughs> she's, she's that 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 it person for me right
2: now. There's something about her that's just so genuine, like you just feel that she's Cause a lot of people speak about empowerment, but like from her, it just feels like she's coming from this honest place and she just makes you feel good about yourself. And that's like, it's still needed in these days and yeah. these times.
0: I that her concert when she had watch out for the big girls, when the reality show, the reality show I, yeah. It, yeah, everything like, and I used to use, I, one of my survival jobs. Also, I used to teach dance and dance fitness classes. Um, she was heavy in my rotation on my playlist. And I didn't even realize it until, like, this last album. I was like, oh, I've been bumping to Lizzo, like, for a minute. Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Let me tell you, Lizzo got me through, like, a breakup, depressed days, happy days. Like, I, I'm there with you. Yeah. With Stan Lizzo.
2: <laughs> we do. Yeah, we do. I'm here for her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I always like to get a little glimpse of, you know, the person behind the... The, the the role that they're doing or the, the art that they're doing and see what's inspiring them as well. Oh, so yeah. thank you for sharing that.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Jay, you want to talk about the game? It came from your brain. Yes,
2: yeah, so we're going to do a fun little we're going to end with a fun little trivia game. Very, okay. very low stakes. Oh, <laughs> But what we're gonna do because of the show that you're in and and the the person that you are the world that you're creating with MJ, we want to uh follow up with some 80s pop star trivia because he's such an icon of the 80s. <laughs> oh god, okay. I think this I think get this. like it
0: just got real, real hot up in here. <laughs> <I'm Yeah>. like-
2: <laughs> there is some multiple choice and there's some true false, okay. so I I think you'll be okay. And as Samantha okay. always says you know, we'll, we'll give you some lifelines if you need it. Okay.
1: We, we, we tend to cheat and help our guests out.
2: <laughs> okay, great. Good. It's
1: just fun. Yeah. We just love to have fun.
2: Okay. Uh, do you want to take the first one?
1: Sure. Okay. Are you ready?
2: Mm, sure.
1: <laughs> sure. I <Eye> roll. Right. <laughs> Insert the I roll. Okay. Which of the following Madonna hits was her first Billboard number one single? A, Holiday. B, Like a Virgin. C, Like a Prayer. D, Express Yourself.
0: I'm
2: gonna say Like a Virgin. Oh, ding, ding, ding.
1: Oh, yay! Sarnoff's hot. Sarnoff's strong. Yeah, okay, Yeah, Holiday, okay.
2: Holiday was her first single, her first hit single, and then Like a Virgin was her first number one. Okay. Yeah, look at you. Okay, Um, True or false, Prince not only starred in this iconic 1984 movie, Purple Rain, but also directed it. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say false because I'm looking at you. Okay,
2: great. Great
1: Correct.
2: Correct. 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 It was false. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding.
1: (laughs) <laughs> two for two okay number three this 80s icon duetted with the queen of soul Aretha Franklin on the number one hit single I knew you were waiting for me yes notes
0: <laughs> like I could hear it in my hand I can see it and I'm like um what is his name
2: yes two first names that's our give you a little hint and maybe um, M- MJ might help you out if you think about MJ's name. You said MJ's name.
0: Oh gosh!
1: You know Ooh. that little monkey, curious someone?
2: George Michael. Ding, ding, ding! You yes. got it. Oh <laughs> three for three. <laughs>
0: Said, I I, like, said, I, never someone. <laughs> I literally could see it in my head. It was like,
2: ah. okay. <laughs> okay. Here's another true or false. <laughs> true or false. Whitney Houston holds the record for seven consecutive number one singles, beating both Elvis and the Beatles.
0: Just because I love Whitney, I'm just going to say
2: true. <laughs> true, true. Okay, great. <laughs> she's over. I don't know if you can tell. She's over my shoulder. Like,
0: okay. <laughs> I was like, good job. Yeah. It's like, she's, yeah, she's Whitney. So I'm just going to say true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even if it wasn't, it's going to be true. (laughs) We've already gotten a hundred percent. So we're just going to throw in this little bonus just for fun, but you killed it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Bonus. (laughs) What monster 80s album is the biggest selling album of all time?
2: Ding, ding,
0: ding. Yeah. If I didn't ding know ding. that. I'm not going to, to
1: work <laughs> Congrats. Thank we, you. we never needed to even eye roll the game. It was perfect.
2: <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, are, your your prizes? We're gonna have to force you to have dinner with us at Glasshouse Tavern. When next time our favorite have a free place day.
1: in the world.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that yeah we keep it we keep it light
1: uh, we keep it I, so I light you. well thank thanks. you so much <laughs> <Jason>. thank you <laughs>
2: thanks <laughs> yeah it was such an honor it's like so great to talk to you and like bailey's always so great at giving us these wonderful people like you who share their stories with us yes. and and so inspiring to hear your story about how you almost turned it down. Like you know, you were done with musical theater, you were done with Broadway, and now look and at now you! And now here you are, to I'm here too. Yeah, it's here incredible. So, congratulations on all your success. We're gonna keep Thank manifesting this Marvin Gaye biopic for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but before we go, can you just okay. tell people where to find you on social media, new fans, so they can support you? Um, usually I rock out on Instagram
0: at only Apollo Levine. Uh, I believe that is my TikTok also, but that one is not. as hard. <laughs> yeah, it's <TikTok laughs> <is> a little <laughs> bit hard with our schedule. Um, and then Facebook, Apollo v. Um, That's But Instagram is nice. usually where I rock out of.
1: I feel like Instagram uh, so. is like everybody's new website and like email. Yeah. That's where you go.
0: Yeah, you know, a picture or a reel is worth a thousand words. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And if you're I'm, tuning in, sorry, Jay, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, if you want to share, because I always mess it up, I'm going to follow us because I'm the worst at really social don't media. Don't mess it
1: up. I think we've <laughs> really perfected it the past few episodes. But if you're tuning in to us for the first time because you are an Apollo fan, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Survival Jobs Pod, on Facebook at Survival Jobs Podcast. Shoot us an email at SurvivalJobsPod at gmail.com. Check me out at Sammy Toots, and you can follow my boy Jason at Jason A. Coombs. Thank you, Apollo. You are so wonderful. And this Thank was such so much. conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, you. Meet you. Am I okay? <laughs> we can't <laughs> meet you in real life. <laughs> I
0: can't Love wait that. to meet y'all. <laughs> Bye.
1: We're silly. <laughs>
2: We're silly. Thank you <laughs> Thank so you. much. you. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs)